Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noé Ruiz, a designer here at Adafruit, and join me every week is my brother, Pedro. Good Hello. morning, everybody. I'm Pedro as creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody hanging out in the Discord chat room. Uh, <laughs> let me add that. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. We'll take a few moments to greet everyone who's joining us in the Discord chat room. If you want to uh, get an invite code for the Discord uh, server, we have it up here. We have a URL in our top banner here, discord.gg slash Adafruit. Good morning, everybody hanging out. Giving some shout outs to people in the Discord. Good morning, Rosin, to Wester, Paula Cutler, Vince hey. on the YouTube chat. Good morning, TJ. Also on the Twitch, Periscope, and I believe Facebook. And YouTube. Or YouTube. Oh, yeah, of course, YouTube. <laughs> yep, yep. Cool, cool. Oh, well, everything's different. <laughs> yeah, it's all different now. <laughs> Yeah, every week we struggle with Facebook. We're like, is it up? Is it running? We don't know. Is it happy today? No. Is it happy? It's never, it's never happy. All right. Well, we, um, we're going to run through the housekeeping stuff as we do in the intro. And then we'll jump into what we're working on and some a uh, couple tips on CAD, a couple news in the world of our 3D printing. And uh, yeah, we'll look at some stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into um, the coupon code for today. We have a special coupon code this week. It's bird. So if you want to check out anything from any physical goods from the Adafruit shop, you can use coupon code at checkout bird and it'll get you 10% off your total order. Give me a moment to rejigger my, uh, my screen. Bird is I got to share the tab with the, uh, with the stuff. Adafruit.com slash free is where you can find out all the latest details going on this week. The more things you uh, you get, the more free stuff you'll get. So if your order is $99 or more, you get a half-size Permaproto breadboard PCB for free. It gets automatically added to your cart, so you don't need to do any special coupon codes for that. If your order is $149 or more, you'll get the half-size Permaproto plus a KB2040 dev board. If your order is $200 or more, you get the KB2040, the half-size Permaproto, and UPS ground shipping, free UPS ground shipping for continental US only. And if your order is $2.99 or more, you get the free UPS shipping, the KB2040, the half size from Proto, and the return of the Circuit Playground Express. So check those out while uh, supplies last. Um, these get automatically added to your order. So that's really nice. And if you want more details, adafruit.com slash free. Moving on over to the jobs board, it is under construction, but you can go to jobs board and it'll, it'll shoot you over, real, redirect you to uh, the careers uh, page on the Adafruit site. We have two openings right now at the Adafruit headquarters in New York City. So if uh, one of these two um, sound fun and you're in the New York City area and you're in the market for a new position, check those out. And that's uh, the jobs board. It'll just redirect you to the site. And that is the housekeeping. We got a kind of a late show today, so um, we'll just jump right into it. All right, cool. Not complete yet. Thought it was worth uh, spending it out of the week on this cool 
project that we're working on. It is an air quality sensor case for your desktop. So Brent had a really cool idea of uh, taking a look at those really cool sensors that IKEA has been making. We saw, I think Hackaday posted a lot of cool hacks that people have been working on. And with the retro, what is it, the March and Tosh post that's been going on, wanted yep. to uh, design one that is closely re resembles the Lisa computer. So uh, the Lisa computer, I think the monitor was actually on the left side, but because there's a TFT feather in here on the right side, just go with that. <laughs> I want to uh, you know, try to remodel it to fit that. So uh, we have our built-in buttons here that we all love, the one, two, three, and then the reset button over here. And then we have this nice uh, case that's completely modular. So uh, we have a uh, the air quality sensor in here, the PAMSA001I. And then on the back here, we have a uh, SCD40 uh, CO2 sensor. And like we were saying before, this is compatible with the reverse TFT feather, either the S2 or the S3. I have an S3 in here right now. We have all these vents to keep it nice and cool. And of course, the vents on the bottom for the uh, PMSA to intake the, um, the air. Let's spit it out here. Have a little exhaust fan. So you kind of see the fan working. If I do put my hand up on there, you can hear the fan. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> through. <laughs> Hopefully, that doesn't mess up the little fan. Yeah. Don't burn out the motor. Yeah. So, uh, like I was saying before, uh, this is completely modular. So the feet can come off and just have it at that angle there. So the, um, the vents are a little lifted up so you can get some air intake. And then the backs as well. So you can actually customize this. I was actually asking you which one looked better. And uh, I kind of like the, the little um, the black frame around it looks kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but then the frame for the screen can come off too. Oh, cool. Look at that little bezel. This little bezel, bezel. Uh, and it, it's only on there so you can hide uh, some of the stuff. Oh, right. No, but it adds this cool depth to it, which yeah, is really so nice. You can add a black one here and completely customize the look based on your furniture and environment. Mm -hmm. Nice little black one there. We have um, uh, these aren't intake holes. They're supposed to be the uh, NeoPixel stick. Um, so it'll like turn green when the air quality is good, yellow when it's moderate, and red when. Uh, you have like a bunch of solder smoke going everywhere. But you know that air is not really that good to breathe. Uh, so the sense this is compatible with the other feathers as well. This one has a little blank cover on there, sort of hide away. You know, there's no display on this one. So I'm going to make a blank uh, oh, yeah. bezel on there so you can see on the inside. This one just has a regular feather S2 on the inside. Cool. Ahead and take this guy apart. The back lid snaps in like that, and you can see how this guy is mounted in there. So the way that this is mounted, just unplug this guy. This comes right out like that, and everything is held together with this nice little fancy frame on both sides. One side is dedicated to holding the feather and the NeoPixel stick, and then we're sharing the frame with. Yeah, PSMA and nice. SCD40. So just one frame and then one additional little framing that goes on here to add either, um, uh, I forget what the size of these uh, Stemma sensors are, 
the wider ones, or you can even swap this out for something smaller. I was using the BME uh, 680 on here as well, but I wanted to get the CO2 readings on there, so swapped it out for the SCD40 or the 41. They'll both fit on there. Mm -hmm. And then the way that this guy is mounted on there is just with the you know M25 and M2 screws because the uh, oh yes the uh, mounting the ESP chip is uh, it's pretty wide, so you want to have smaller screws for those standoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually for the uh, the ESP32 module on there. Yep, so yep. chopped out so that fits in there. Should fit all of the uh, ESP32s, the S2s, and S3s. And then we're using the M2 screws for the uh, mounts on the NeoPixel stick. Everything's connected with these pins, so everything is completely modular. You can yeah. unhook this guy. Same thing with the stemma cables. Everything comes apart nice and easy. And then take a look at the inside. You can see how these uh, raised little buttons are pushing on the uh, the S or the stemma uh, uh, buttons. And then, yeah, excellent job on uh, the the vents, yeah, the like way the they printed out. I thought it was going to be nothing but, you know, stringy cheese everywhere, but... No, you got good active cooling. Oh, came out pretty Sweet. good on that. And then, like I was saying before, compatible with uh, monitors or non. So the reverse TFT or just a regular S2 with no monitor should fit perfectly on there. Uh, we were going to have this compatible as well with... Uh, I forgot the other air quality sensor name. I will have to take a look at that a bit later. Oh, the Sense, <clears throat> sense, uh, sense 55. Yeah. Yeah. From yeah, even like on. the, yeah, even the uh, pins that I got for it was not compatible with it. <laughs> yep. So if yeah, you jump over onto. Go ahead. I was kidding. No, this, this is great because the breakout um, has the Stemma QT ports on it. So it's compatible okay. with Whippersnapper and CircuitPython. We have a good library for it and a couple example projects. So folks could get yeah, right on it. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump over to my Whippersnapper screen. You can see how this guy is showing all the data for the air quality. I can see you can have a graph here. You can see the peaks here up to 20 when I was doing some soldering. And then a nice little um, graph showing you what it's currently at. Uh, I was reading this as zero going, oh, no, it should be like, you know, have one value in there as well. But when you look at the charts, zero is actually part of the values to tell you that the air is pretty good. So like one to five, I believe, is good air quality. Um, five to 30 is like moderate. And I think above that is um, dangerous. Mm. So if I go over to just the device page for this, you can see a little bit more info. I wanted to highlight this. I think it was added yesterday by Brent, Tyler, and team. It's a cool um, new UI for the NeoPixels on here. So these aren't um, addressable. These are just palettes. So you can quickly go to a color and choose something. Or you can do the color picker and choose your own custom color, and this will immediately show oh, let's have the other oh, oh wow that's great. actually looking at it right there yeah mm -hmm. you can see how quick that is yeah it's very it's almost instant mm -hmm. and you can see here that in addition to the pm 2.5 standard for the particles you also have um, pm 10 and pm 100 so you can get a little bit more granular in terms of the particles that are in the air we're just using 2.5 standard right now and then here's your CO2 values. 
And of course, as well as that, um, you have your humidity and your temperature. Uh, wow, it's a lot. I wanted to go ahead in here real quick and take a measurement every 30 seconds. So you can see this update in real time. So if I go over and sort of breathe on it. That's, uh, Give some coffee breath. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably not, since it's not really looking at the CO2 values. I don't think so. It's looking at like, um, like if there's alcohol or stuff like that in the air. Mm -hmm. Particles. Actual particles. Particles, yeah. Go ahead and fake it. It's red. Oh, ah. there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that funny. was a fake out. But yeah, yeah it works. Uh, I I would bring the soldering iron out here and show it off, but I think you guys believe me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, it's great. So it's inspired by that IKEA air quality sensor that's new. It's hard to get right now. So we figured, hey, let's kind of kind of take a little spin on that and, and see if we can make a little mini desktop air quality sensor. So you got temperature, CO2, humidity. And actual parts, uh, P, P, what is it, PM, PM2, mm -hmm. what does it stand for, Five. particle, something, something? <laughs> I forgot. I'll hear it all yeah, the time. On, uh... mm -hmm. yeah, um, so Super it's just a fully featured, like, air quality node, and it sits right on your desk um, with the, uh, the feather TFT already on it. You don't have to wire up a display. It's just already on it. So it's very like plug and play. Um, and it's you just got to solder a cable for the NeoPixel, but it's easy enough to, uh, to do that and, and kind of fashion your own like led indicator setup. But whippersnapper exactly, has yeah. all support for it. So it's really nice to just get in there and kind of set it up and, and just, uh, start reading data. Yeah, there it is. Uh, parts per million. Uh, thank you, Tinkering Tech on YouTube, and Howdy, they uh, they said that <laughs> parts. Yeah, so, like million. with Tim Four, you can log all of this and keep adding sensors on there, so you can uh, have a nice little node and have that all easily connect. Super easy to add. We've gone over this before, but it you literally oh, yeah. just click, click on Add Component, and you can see here all of the other ones. Here it is, the Sense Five. Mm. X. That's the one we're going to add yeah. later on. Yeah, you have to get your own yeah. cable to connect to it because uh, you ordered it off DigiKey and it didn't come with the cable. Is that right? No, it did not. So that hey. is a good yeah. uh, word of warning yeah. there. So just be just be careful about those. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it would cool. be compatible with the uh, 1.25 pitch cables that we have, but yeah, they have their own not. kind of cable connector. Slots are different. All right, cool. And that's what we're working on. Nice little simple desktop air quality sensor in the shape of a retro Lisa computer to go along yeah. with March and Polish. Very cool. Definitely check out Whippersnapper, folks, if you want to start uh, playing around with uh, some of the sensors and putting it on, make it kind of an IoT device. That's really cool. Um, I'll also note that um, there's CircuitPython support. And you got uh, some CircuitPython yeah. demo code running on it. Right now, CircuitPython has really good display support, so you can start using um, Display IO to, you know, to display your sensor data right on your display. CircuitPython makes it really easy to do it. And uh, we're gonna have Liz, who's on the team, uh, kind of create a nice user interface so that you got some icons and stuff on the display. 
mm -hmm. um, to kind of make it look more a little bit like the IKEA uh, air quality sensor. Because right now it's just kind of like your default text and uh, it looks more like a terminal, which is kind of cool. It looks like this retro computer. Uh, but we want to yeah, make the font bigger and add some icons. Yeah, that's actually why I was uh, trying to say that it was like a Lisa retro inspired, just because of the way that it looked like a terminal, the way that the uh, layout for all the texts you can see in there it is pretty yeah, standard tiny... way that a terminal would work. I like how real time this one will show you if I blow right on it. You can see the numbers going crazy. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Oh, Tyeth on Twitch is saying uh, PM equals a. Uh... Particulate matter often in PBB or parts per billion. Particulate uh, matter. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. So that will be coming next week. That's great. I love the 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 kind of swappable faceplate. Looks really good like that. Yeah. It was all uh, trying to avoid supports and all that since uh, mm -hmm. everything the way that it prints um, face down. Uh, especially with these, I tried printing it vertical, but the buttons obviously did not work out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Print it vertically, but yeah, everything goes cool. in there. Here's the reset button. You have access to that. You can restart that. And what else? Yeah, I guess you can uh, modify the legs if you want these to be taller. All right now, I just have it at <laughs> an angle, which is yeah, the angle so you could easily um, read the, the screen. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, it's yeah, it's pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty deep uh, bezel in there. But yeah, it's a cool approach. I hadn't seen uh, that kind of thing. It's um, always on, on like when you're 90% done with the project where you start like adding all the, the feature creep. You're like, oh, crap, it should have been this way. <laughs> uh -huh. And at the end, like right on Monday, I'm like, oh, crap, we should probably add a UI because everybody's liking this IKEA one. So let's mm -hmm. go ahead and push it back a week. Yep, yep, which is good. So work it out. Cool. Right, we got some shout outs. Um, BR on uh, on YouTube. Hello, Hello. saying hi. And then we also have Jack in the shop saying hey, guys. And hey, uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor S on 3D on YouTube as well saying hello. Hello, everybody. We are hanging out. Uh, yes, Brent says, always good to know when to open a window. Unless your pollen count is like super high, so all the windows are sealed right now. Like Rufio isn't even allowed to go out in the pool mm -hmm. area because of all the pollen and dust going around. Cool. Yes, that's what we need. We need like a pollen, like a pollen count or whatever pollen sensor. Yeah, maybe it's just like a. Yeah, maybe just a um, the, the heck's the name of it? Our e display. Come on! Oh my god, I'm blanking out on the name. <laughs> it's all right. It's pretty much the uh, project that Anne made for the uh, rocket launches, but instead of showing mm. that, show like the pollen count. Mm. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, if anybody wants to pick up those sensors, you can use coupon code Bird. To get ten percent off your parts order. Yeah, let's cool. see, is the reverse? Yep, it's back in stock. The S two uh, TFT reverse S two. I was waiting for that one. That is back. And I think cool. the S three is still in stock. So go pick some of those up. Nice. Yeah, great dev board. My favorite dev board right now. I have one on the desk right now. 
for my Octoprint rig. I disconnected it right now, but there it is. You're going crazy with the tabs. <laughs> oh, All right, <laughs> cool. That's uh, going to be next week's project. Um, we want to make sure that we have a nice interface and everything. So again, shout out to Liz for uh, helping us out with the uh, the UI code in CircuitPython. Um, you ready to and talk about the Epicall? Uh, Ripper team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, and we got one more prototype. Yeah, yeah. We're working on. Yeah, um, we have been tasked to do an ambitious project. So uh, this is the geodesic sphere um, the, the, uh, at Epcot in Disney World, Florida. It's the um, Spaceship Earth is what it's called. This massive uh, geodesic sphere is recently um, got a whole bunch of LEDs on it. And we've been seeing a couple of projects that are trying to replicate this kind of this massive art display, I guess you could call it. There's an actual ride inside of it if you haven't if you don't know. Um, but it's just an amazing LED like display. It's massive. Um, and Lamar thought we should try to do this. So we have uh, started modeling some geodesic spheres in Fusion 360. And it is, we've seen this in person. It is an amazing LED art display. During the holidays in uh, 2021, we got to see it uh, up close and personal. It's epic. And uh, we're, we're going to collaborate with, um, with Phil B and Liz Clark uh, to kind of figure out how to, how to map this, LED, how to do the LED animations for something this big. Um, we're still in the prototyping phases. Um, we probably aren't going to do a full um, dome that has this many LEDs because it's going to be just an, a very difficult, time-consuming uh, assembly. But we might do something a little bit smaller. So with that, let me uh, kind of show my uh, Fusion 360 screen here. Where is it? Where is it? It's somewhere here. There it is. Okay, so in Fusion 360, um, I've started um, gathering up some different ideas. Uh, so this uh, is a geodesic sphere that is classified as a 6V. Um, when you're uh, researching ge uh, geodesic spheres, they come in different frequencies. And the real Epcot one is an 8V, uh, but this here is a 6V. It's like how many uh, subdivisions the triangles have. Uh, so what I've started doing is trying to figure out how to uh, 3D print the sphere into two halves and then how to kind of get our Feather RP2040 Scorpio board and a, and a uh, Permaproto board in there so that we can um, kind of uh, wire up the, the voltage and the ground pin separately and then the digital pins on, these, on this breakout here. Uh, so we're kind of trying to figure out uh, the best approach for this. Uh, we scaled it to 200 millimeters in diameter. That's about eight inches in diameter. We have some magnets here uh, for the for the two halves to snap fit together. And then we have these holes um, that kind of punch through um, all of the points uh, where the triangles interface. So we're trying to figure out best approach for doing the topology, meaning like how to map the pixels. It's going to be quite a challenge. Um, so that's why we have the dragon on this one. Uh, Phil B, paint your dragon. Uh, so we have this version, which is, like I said, the 6V. And then we also have a 4V that I started to work on. 
Uh, this has just half of, of the triangle subdivided into it. Um, and uh, this is kind of just, it looks like a disco ball, right? Um, but uh, the, th the next thing I'm going to do is like kind of figure out uh, or get the triangles to kind of um, turn into these, uh, these kind of, these extruded tapered um, triangles and then just kind of map that or, or rather circular pattern it across the, the sphere. And then kind of do the similar thing here where we uh, make the holes and then we uh, add those magnet tabs for magnets. And then um, the actual sphere, uh, the geodesic uh, sphere at Epcot has these three pillars at an angle. And then at the very bottom is where you like actually enter the ride. So I have like this hexagon that kind of punches through. This way we can actually 3D print this half upside down without any support material because this kind of acts as the support structure for the very tip. Uh, with 3D printers, you're able to kind of achieve overhangs of 70 degrees. That's kind of cutting it, but with the good active cooling on your 3D printer, you can get away with 75 degree um, overhangs. And there's just a bunch of holes <laughs> at those corners there. Uh, so, you know, this is what we're starting with. We're probably going to go with this version because it's going to be less LEDs because uh, we want to make something that people can actually replicate. Um, so, of course, we could try to do this and spend maybe a month or two on like mapping out everything and assembling it because we're thinking to hot glue LEDs, um, NeoPix LEDs to all of the, the individual circles. Um, but that's going to be very challenging and we want people to be able to make their own version of it. Um, so we think we might go with this version, but that's kind of what we're trying to figure out. Um, we haven't really done something like this with this many LEDs before. We have something similar that we've done before. Um, we did a, a New York, uh, a New Year's Eve ball. Let me see if I can pull it up on the Adafruit Learn. I have it here too. <clears throat> yeah. We did something kind of similar. Let me see if I can add screen. Pretty close to the shape of it. You can see how the... Uh... There you go. You got it. Yeah. So we've done something yeah, similar, but have... it was like there's triangles and everything in it. Um, but mm -hmm. the um, the center of it is more of just a NeoPixel strip that's wrapped around a cone or a cylinder. And uh, it, it, it looks cool, but we really want to go with like the this kind of thing where each individual point is like a, a mapped um, NeoPixel and then we want to run some animations on it so we can do some cool effects kind of like this where the ball, where like you know, these strips kind of swirl around the ball and uh, it's all the way around but you can see here at the bottom you kind of skip some of the LEDs because the pillars are you know holding it up <laughs> but it's super epic and uh, this is more of a long-term project uh, but yeah, we'll we'll update folks. Um, there is something kind of similar you can purchase, like on Etsy. It's like four hundred dollars, and it's just half. Oh, it it's like one of the Magic Band readers. Yeah, yeah. There's a Magic Band reader um, from the Magic Band reader uh, makers. They do like these custom mm -hmm. Disney Magic Band readers that have like LEDs, sound effects, and one of their latest ones is an Epcot ball, and it does kind of have a similar effect, but it's only half of the sphere doesn't go all the way around and, and i think pt or lamar saw it and they're like hey wouldn't it be cool if we did this but like all the way around it's like yeah, yeah. let's give it a shot so uh it's gonna take a couple different adafruit fruiters to to make this happen so 
Yeah. And then Pedro, you've started 3D printing um, our prototype. And I also have the third prototype here that I printed just to kind of get an idea of like scale and uh, the typology of the holes. Uh, so here you can see um, I've only printed kind of a quarter half of it. I decided not to print this top half because it would have required some supports, but I just wanted to kind of get an idea of the of the of the holes and the typology of it and this kind of getting this the scaling of it. Of course, this could make a really good hat. You can kind of put it on your hat, but yeah, it's uh it's it's a way. lot. So we're uh, we're taking it kind of piece by piece and trying to figure out the best approaches uh to to get this thing um actually reproducible. Uh, but yeah, I've been learning a lot about geodesic spheres, their frequencies. Um, there's generators as well. There's like a Fusion 360 plugin that like just lets you pick um, a polyhedron shape and then you just kind of click a button and it gets made. Um, so there's lots of tutorials on how to model one from scratch. But these days you can just kind of find a model of a geodesic sphere and then just kind of tweak it to what you want it to do. Um, yeah. Um, for... Uh, the star fragment of last week, I actually modeled this by hand, but you could easily just find a model and just kind of, you know, manipulate it to like have more subdivisions or to make it like a frame like this. So just a couple tips out there that you can always start from an existing model and just kind of modify it from there. So, yeah. And, and, and if you ever go to Disney World, definitely check out Epcot at night. This thing is so amazing to see in person. It's just like ah, a thousand LEDs in your face. It's so crazy. Yeah. And it it's uh, it's pretty recent too. They started in I think twenty twenty. They started the LEDs. Oh yeah, no. Every um, festival they have they have a new like animation like show thing going on. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, they can map different images and stuff to it. Mm -hmm. um, this was like the holiday version, so it looked like a like a you know like an ornament Christmas stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like like right now is uh, snowflakes. What do they got right now? I think Encanto is what's what they're animating right oh, now really? on there. Yeah, yeah. Some of the patterns and stuff from there, and the music all syncing to it. Super mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Previously, <laughs> before they installed the LEDs, uh, they would do projection mapping on the dome. Yeah. So they would like put better. different characters yeah. on it, but it's so much cooler to see individual lights coming in mm -hmm. so it's super cool uh brent's saying we should show this off during uh show and tell that is a good idea yeah yeah cool we got mr yeah, Sarn, to show off. imagine uh, your job being spaceship earth led pattern animator <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder how um they did the the mapping for that one they probably came up with some special um software to uh to figure out how to map it mm -hmm. Uh, Phil B is also kind of doing some research on some of the commercial available products. Like he said that you can get some some stuff from like Best Buy that comes with an iOS app that allows mm -hmm. you to just kind of use your camera and it'll oh. like see all the lights and then figure oh. out the mapping for you. What? Yeah. So he's going to do some research on oh. that front and then I figure out that part of like, that. Huh. Yeah. So there's also the. Um, the open source um, XLED software that folks yeah, use yeah. To, to kind of make light shows for really big um, uh, holiday um, displays. So maybe we look into that too. But we're, we'll see where it goes. Like, is it going to be Arduino? Is it going to be CircuitPython? Is it going to be this custom commercial app? 
if you don't know yet, we're doing the researches. We're in the research phase, so that's uh, that's kind of what we we got going on. All right, cool. Trying to find the comments. Oh yeah, the type of LEDs you're using. I think it's the dots, correct? Yeah. Let's take a look here at my screen, and then I'll show you folks what LEDs I'm thinking to use for this particular project. Um, share screen. Let's do this one, bring that in. All right, so there is this uh, NeoPixel strip. If you type in NeoPixel soft, you'll find these strands. There's 50 LEDs per strand, but they're, they seem to be like the most e kind of low profile for like sticking it onto those holes on the geodesic dome. So I'm thinking this would work pretty well. Um, they are um, not really waterproof. They don't need to be in this case, but they have like a an enamel coating on the wire. And look, it's just that bare LED um, element. Oh, and, uh, I thought there was a cap on there. No, oh, they're pretty bare, right? Oh. So I think these would be good for embedding into something instead of like having it on the outside, it's on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. so I think this would be working really well. Um, it comes with these connectors to do uh, data in and data out. Um, but um, if you scroll down, you see that Aaron St. Blaine, who's on the team, actually oh, used yeah, it to yeah. do a wearable. She uh, she made this uh, Hanukkah sweater. And you can see she was able to kind of, I think she either glued it or, or uh, sewed it into the fabric. Yeah. Yeah, she glued it. She used fabric glue. And uh, that ended up working out really well for this project. So I'm thinking to use a bunch of these. These, uh, oh, not that, these uh, soft, flexible wires. Um, in the product video, Lamar says like not to overflex them because the enamel could probably crack. Uh, but if you're gonna like sculpt something and then set it in place, you should probably be fine. Um, so yeah, there's not a data sheet for it. So that's gonna be a little bit, but I'll measure it with my calipers and, and see what the pitch is. Uh, I think maybe in the product description, there's a pitch. But yeah, there's no PCB or anything. It's just like these bare um, LEDs. And we'll probably use the Scorpio RP2040 feather uh, as the brains, as the main dev board, because it does really good NeoPixel driving. And uh, it's pretty speedy if you use the PIO um, stuff for the RP2040 chip. Um, yeah, and there's 50 pixels. I think I said that. So we'll probably end up using like over 100 or so on this project, depending on which sphere we we, uh, we choose. Um, yeah. Good question. Good question. Super Ambitious, cool. for sure. Let's see. What's the other question? Oh, just comment. <laughs> Mr. Certain Bruce is saying, got to make a uh, ride or do a fitted ride for the ants inside to go. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe there could be like little Lego minifigs, you know, uh, that like go in there. <laughs> Being uh, stuck on the ride is. Uh, it's so crazy to be exit to. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> going down all be the, on the steps. Spaceship Earth ride and then have to evacuate. Right. That was an at experience. The top, right at the tippy that top. Was an experience. Had, uh, got yep. I don't know what happened. Something got stuck and we had to keep walking down all these flights of stairs. <laughs> yeah, it was it was intense. It was like a, a, a really long hike to, mm -hmm. to evacuate the ride. And not many folks can say they got to evacuate the ride. 
Um, yeah, no, every time oh, we ride the, on it, like, come on, break yeah, down. Here's a good uh, comment from Tinkering Tech. Uh, the LED uh, strings uh, will also allow you to hug the dome nicely, probably have the channels on the 3D print to sync the wires into. That's a good idea, too. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then from Alvaro. Oh, that's a good idea. Show yeah. a nice star map. Oh, at the top of the sphere. Yeah, that that'd be cool. That's a really good idea. That is a really good one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, folks, throw throw some ideas out there for what the, we can use this sphere as a display to display some actual data. That's a good idea. That's mm -hmm. in the cool. Uh, trying to figure out how to actually map it. Stage yeah, right that's the hard part. Yep. Yeah, because the way um, one of the other ones that I saw was they're actually using like a matrix display. It looks like it's three D, like the way it's modeled, but it's actually just flat. And that's the approach I was gonna uh, go with, but. Uh, Phil Lamar have been wanting to do an LED dome for a while, and this is a really good way to theme it out. So, a dome yeah. it is. Geodesic, man. Cool. All right. Um, again, it's going to be a long-term project, so we'll keep uh, we'll update folks on the weekly where we're at with it. All right. What <laughs> Bruce is saying that he's Ooh. got some evacuation videos queued up. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. You can see some old remnants of uh, the older like props that were there. Oh yeah, yeah. Some stuff uh, they should bring back on, like the last, very last spaceship scene that is just all covered Come up. Come on, I have my cat hanging out here. Come mm. on, Winnie. Oh, Good hey, girl. A dog has entered the scene over here. Mm. Right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's community makes. Okay, let me see here. This week, because the um, what is it? The trendy thing I keep hearing the voiceover. I don't know who needs to hear this, but spring is here. <laughs> so I kind of took it as a. Uh, or actually, no, you sent me this. Yeah, yeah, I saw this puzzle. And indeed, it is kind of like a puzzle, kind of easy. None of this is actually glued in. It takes oh really? His face. Yeah. Oh, you poor bird. <laughs> you all come off and everything, but yeah, it's a cool little, I guess, quote unquote puzzle. Um, you were saying the the designer said that you don't need supports, but in the video, yeah. you can clearly see the added supports for the tail. I don't know how was it was supposed to orient it without it. Oh, I see. Because it, it would print in the air, you know, like that. Mm, okay. Air, so I did add supports for that. Um, the individual parts do fit quite nice like super yeah. snug and just clicks in like that it's the face and then a little bit of a coolness with uh when you swap out for a different color it still has a bit of that black gradient on there right so, yeah it does look good have that on there uh -huh. and then the legs just press fit in like that you have a very cool little uh bird oh, for name Cardinal. <laughs> I've been seeing these all over our uh, our area. Really? I really like the female ones too. Yeah, because they're like sort of a brown color with like little tips of uh, red. It's super cool. Huh. These are of course males. They got to show off and look all pretty. <laughs> oh, there's different LMH. These are the different sizes of the bird yeah, or something. No, there's different. Um, what is it called? Like standing. Like one's leaning, one's standing. Oh, I get you. Different positions of it stances yeah positions stances yeah yeah 
It does stand Cute. up on its own. Get huh. it. Right. Yeah, this was printed with no supports. Look at the body. No. Or is that supports? I don't know. It looks like it right in the middle there. Yeah, yeah the supports there. Yeah, there you go. Oh, on the oh. face is what they said because we posted oh, a make of it and the the because uh, I didn't. The designer Green Copper said uh, the face doesn't need supports, but you do need supports for like this area here. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the body. No, I didn't it. add any blockers on it. <laughs> oh, I, I see what you're saying. You can add a support blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's a free design on printables. It was designed by Green Copper, and it's a yeah, Northern Cardinal or a Red Cardinal. Yeah, super cool. And yeah, it's a bit of a puzzle. So yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, yeah, the house. It's a uh, like not inside joke, but there was always a funny thing during the holidays with the grandparents and the, the mm -hmm. red cardinal. It was always it's a hiding somewhere. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That's yeah, great. Oh, wow. Alvaro saying that um, they actually migrate from Costa Rica all the way to the U.S. Wow. Good, good uh, bird fact. Yeah, I don't know. Cool, but then also kind of sad. I was hoping that they were making a house here because there's one right over by the uh, in the backyard, the tree there. I keep seeing seeing them there. Mm. And then I I recorded one of them singing and then play it back to a different one, and it was like bad. It was like trying to swoop down at me. <laughs> oh wow! Totally yeah, there's bird apps there. too that let you kind of play back some. Uh -huh. Maybe some right things to say. Maybe it was like, this is my territory or something. I wonder. Yeah, it's probably what it was saying. Because yeah. every time I would play it back, it would come down and take a swoop at me. <laughs> oh, wow. Trying to attack you. Yeah. Fucking trash to the cardinal. You didn't even know it. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we got some more community makes. So let's uh, get through those. All right. Oh, uh, before I forget, I have a tab here. Uh, there's some new CAD parts this week on the Adafruit uh, GitHub repo for CAD parts. I want to give a shout out to um, to Devin, DJ Devin. He added a uh, uh, one of the parts. Uh, I think it's a seven inch, uh, yeah, a seven inch uh, TFT display. He added that to the repo. So shout out to um, to DJ Devin. Um, I added the USB C breakout and the Adafruit motor hat. Uh, this was a request from. Um, Melissa, who is on uh, the Adafruit yeah. team, she's going to work on a, oh, a, yeah. a robot really cool kind of. Yeah. yeah, so she's she needed a model of the the motor hat. So now we have that in the in the CAD parts repo. And if you want to get some three D models of some Adafruit parts, check out the the uh, the repo. We'll have a link for you there. And then also this USB C breakout, which is a nice little breakout. Um, I'm going to probably use this in the uh, the Epcot Spaceship Earth project so that I can break the USB port out. And this has the right pins for data, downstream data. So we can uh, reprogram it through this breakout. So that'll be nice. I'll kind of do my own DIY USB cable sort of thing. And uh, yeah, that is uh, the latest on the uh, the cat parts. People in the Discord, good morning. Oh, oh, hey, look, Facebook is working. <laughs> oh yeah, I just started working at an hour. <laughs> cool. No, it was working in the background. Ah, okay, gotcha. All right, well, there's a uh, cat parts quick update there. We got some community makes here um, this week. We have Daniel uh, Micron, 
Mikan, who posted up on Thingiverse, hey. their make of the Kingdom key from Kingdom Hearts. Nice. This is a 3D printed prop that you can put together. Looks really nice. I think, is this a render? It looks really good. They said they printed it on a Creelty Ender 3S1. Yeah, that looks like a... It looks, looks like a render. Clean to be real. Yeah, like but I think it's real because you can kind of see here shadows. I think maybe they. I mean, you could do those shadows too, right? That's funny. We're, we're no, it's so hard to tell now whether or not it's real or not. Look, there's a little blemish there. Do you see that? Oh, uh, okay. I, mean, I think it's real. real. It looks so good. Yeah, the way it looks like an <laughs> injection molded part. The um, the handle, the yellow part. Oh, that's funny. Like we we don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> We used to be able to tell, like, okay, that was made with Safimage. Okay, this mm -hmm. one was made in Maya. <laughs> yeah, this one definitely so. 3D Studio Max. <laughs> right now, it's like, no, it's actually real. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, we have a pajama person wow. on Twitter that made the uh, nice. Yeah, they made the um, the Star Fragment lamp from last week. They use that the QDPI so cool. ESP Pico instead of the S2, and they're using a WLED to do various uh, animations. So this is kind of like a cool. this is more looks like a Super Mario star. That's what the, I was gonna say. The animation looks wow. great. Yeah, here's another video of it doing some of the kind of flickers and, and stuff like that. Very cool. The first make. And it's just on the Twitter. stick. That's what they're using in there. Yeah, it's just the NeoPixel stick. But they're using WLED to do the animations. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. Good Good job hiding the wire because it looks like uh, that's actually there's no wire. One right? of the comments uh, Brent said that we should use for the uh, Spaceship Earth, use WLEDs. Oh, WLED, yeah, because it lets you do some fantastic, like, animations. I think you could, like, upload images and, like, it'll map it and animate that or something. That's what I was yeah. hoping if we went with the uh, Matrix one. It's like, oh, let's just put a GIF on there because then you could... All right, like a fire flame effect. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. All right, next up, Dodecahedron from Team Mike, Mikey printed the Dodecahedron in PETG filament. Looks good. That's on printables. Bud on printables posted up their make of the uh, pi portal case this is a nice kind of like uh, compact pi portal case that has the spot for a speaker and a power boost so you can have like a portable power uh, a portable um pi portal very nice again posted up on printables a blast from the past this is a little usb battery bank we made it uh back when uh, we were doing pokemon go when it first came out it was all the craze and um, we made like a, a little prop. Uh, so Jordan posted up their make of the uh, <laughs> of the potion, I guess you would call it, right? The Pokemon potion it would like give health to your your Pokemon. And then next up, we have an elf ear. This is a Ninja Flex project posted up oh, by Ray Fox. Some green. Hey. Again, it's for flexible stuff. So that's so you look like a. Is it earbud like adapter? Like you 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 stuff your your wireless earbud through it, and uh, now you have this cool kind of cosplay. Prop. 
You got a remix for the Heat Set insert uh, press rig by JPFJXP. They made an adapter for uh, linear rail instead of the uh, the string and ball bearing setup. So they fashioned their own kind of stand too with a PVC pipe. Looks pretty good. Yeah. They posted that one up on uh, Thingiverse. We got a make of the Pumpkin Skull remix that we did during the holidays. It was posted up by Martin. This is a fun, nice. simple LED project. That you can put LEDs in the eyes. Lots of folks have been making that one. And the last one this week is the uh, Mario Boo Planter, inspired by Super Mario Brothers. It's a little planter or a candy dish, whatever, of the little ghost. You can paint very the relevant. pictures. Yeah, very relevant, yeah, with the movie coming out. That was posted by the Broomf on Printables. I would be surprised if Super Mario Land doesn't have these as popcorn buckets. They would make good popcorn buckets, for sure. Right? Yeah, you always got to have a popcorn bucket at these three parks. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Tonight, we have Show and Tell, hosted by John Park. So be sure to tune in at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, I have to say, because yeah. we did the whole Daylight Savings thing. So check your uh, your time. We also have Ask an Engineer with Lamar and Phil at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. They're going to be <laughs> showing um, new products. Uh, what else? Open source hardware news, top secrets, all the, all the fun stuff. And then uh, John Park's workshop is tomorrow, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> I'm not going to get used to saying that. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. It's a mouthful. Man, I thought we were done with that crap. <laughs> I know. Not here. It's just, I think some states like, like, nope, we're not doing it. I thought we were one of them. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be weird if like Florida did it, but then Massachusetts didn't? So we'd be like, sorry. I thought what that's what was going to happen. <laughs> right? We'd all be like discombobulated. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Don't forget, coupon code for the show is bird gets you 10% off your total order support the show by picking up you know whatever whatever physical goods you like at the Adafruit shop we'll have some new products tonight and then we'll also have another coupon code to my, uh, tonight and tomorrow so check those out All right bird is the word bird is the word for sure all right everybody well that's gonna do it thank you everybody for tuning in and everybody for watching on the archive. Really fun to have everybody there. Um, yeah, until next week, remember to make a great day. Make a great day. Bye, Let's folks.